to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to a very special episode of the game t podcast let's take a little roll call i'm jp i'm zach i'm peaches and i'm czar and i'm fucking sick of it (laughs) (laughs) are you joking the first time in weeks that we are all here because Peach has poured soda on his machine. That's the story, and we're sticking to it. And y'all pull that shenanigans. <laughs> well, I figured if Zach was going to go second, but I was also going to go second, I think there's a really good compromise to be made if I just <laughs> go second but say Zach. Thank you. And I thought the same. I would honor his request and do third with Chess. You guys are the reason I'm in therapy. Kind <laughs> of, probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, 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 seriously, Peaches, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm good. I mean, I'm back for another week. We just got our... Oh, God, what did we talk about the other day? The Sony Showcase. The PlayStation <laughs> Showcase, brother. Hey, I, I, I'm Come on, it. don't be like that. I know you had a good time. So, yeah, we got we got to talk about that. Unfortunately, our boys couldn't be there to talk about their favorite things at the Showcase. <laughs> yeah, Zar, what was your favorite thing at the PlayStation Showcase? Yeah, with Xbox. That, with that PlayStation 5 that you own. Xbox. Hey, Zar, Zar, do me a favor. Save release dates. Release dates. <laughs> got him. Did it suck? <laughs> All right. We've got a big news day today. Um, lots of small takes, but a lot of different things going on. And of course, the family is back together, which is always cause for celebration. But I say we get into the itinerary today. And Peaches, I want you to be the one to do it, brother. How do you feel? Uh, I, I'm coming down with something, but let's let's get it done. Coming down with being a bitch. <laughs> you're about to come down with me going to Colorado and strangling you. All right, that's what you're about to come down with if you don't read this itinerary. All right, all right. well, you're, you're not selling me on not reading it, to be honest, but let's get into it. It's like you put like a runway there, like Santa Claus is coming. <laughs> Your window's wide open. <laughs> cookies and milk. I'm like, ooh, this guy knows how to be strangled. (laughs) It's about time I get a little goddamn appreciation around here. Uh, The Game Tea Podcast does not endorse strangling. But JP does. (laughs) Uh, The Game Tea Podcast also doesn't kink shame, so... There's a good balance. There's a good balance here. (laughs) Yeah, Zach's right. It's all about balance. (laughs) Today on the podcast, (laughs) we're talking about some tech stuff that hopefully JP can explain. Blizzard can't dig its way out of shit. And fuck Blizzard. All my homies hate Blizzard. Hell yeah, dude. And <laughs> no apparently kidding. Nintendo can just patch in Bluetooth. Then we got some quick takes and game releases. I don't know who I'm more mad at right now. This is a bullshit day for news, to be honest <laughs> with you. You know, normally when there's Nintendo and Blizzard, like if this was like, you know, day one of the podcast, I'd be pretty happy. I'm not happy today. 
It's like, you know, watching a truck full of gasoline hit a fucking match factory. You're just like, oh God, this isn't going to be good. The match factory is right next to the fireworks stand. The fireworks stand <laughs> is right next to a homeless shelter, which and it just keeps going. And it just keeps going. It just going. keeps going. Oh God, it doesn't stop. Uh, oh, okay. Stop okay. stalling. I believe tech, this tech first- Fill me in, bro. <laughs> okay. Okay. No more stalling. All right, yeah, we're so stupid this, when it comes to tech. We need your you to explain. This How many is gigahertz cut, does this have? All the gigahertz, Zachary. <laughs> all right, so you guys are going to have to bear with me on this article. Here, Let's start off with who it's coming from. This is coming to us from uh, PCGamer.com, written by Paul Lilly. So, Paul, thank you. The name of the article is Microsoft Doubles Down on Confusing TPM 2.0 Requirement for Windows 11. Now, I'm going to be very honest with you guys. This article is full of a bunch of bullshit tech geek lingo that even I had a little bit of a hard time deciphering. I am going to dumb this down for myself and for all of us so we know exactly what's going on and exactly how this affects us, especially as gamers. Appreciate that. Does that make sense to everybody? Yeah, <laughs> I got you, Zar. You knew who I was talking about. Yeah, we had a group message like, guys, guys. I really want Zar to get this one. I just uh, let's just. <laughs> How can no we make it simple enough for Zar to understand? <laughs> Anything more than three syllables is banned today. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Calm, calm down there. What? What's a syllable? Dude, no joke. I have to teach phonics this year. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I have fun. to re-break apart the words. I'm like, shit. You don't know this by now? Shit. <laughs> shit. What do you mean you don't know this word? What are you, fifth grade? Okay, anyway. Do your homework. So let's start off with what we know about Microsoft 11, right? Windows 11 is supposed to be dropping within the next few weeks, right? And that means that for everybody that's currently using Windows 10 as your operating system, you should be getting this upgrade for free. Now, in past news days, we've talked on this podcast about how Windows 11 is specifically doing more to enhance gaming by doing all sorts of things with the software in the operating system to enhance games. Now, I'm not going to get into all of the gibberish and lingo that goes along with that because we've already kind of covered it. But let but that's it in a nutshell. Windows 11 is going to be working harder to kind of make gaming better through its own software, which is good, right? Here is the problem that this article is bringing to light. In order for Windows 11 to be downloaded onto your computer, obviously you need to have paid for Windows 10 because then the upgrade will be free. But there is this program within your motherboard BIOS, right, called your Trusted Modular Platform. Right now, when I say motherboard BIOS, what I mean is that your motherboard before anything with your operating system has it, your motherboard has its own operating system that it uses to kind of like initially boot up anything else with the computer, right? It's called your BIOS, which means basic input output system. And it's your motherboard's very own operating system. Does that make sense so far? Yes. Uh, where is the fatherboard? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he gone he went out that for was, a pack of smokes god damn it not him too <laughs> where's the Child, fa- all the motherboards out there pulling their weight all oh, those poor daughter boards <laughs> the daughter- 
Zach, that was actually really funny. Where's the father board? <laughs> oh, Zach, you joker. What a couple of jokers. What a bunch of jokers. All right, it's Ryan time, JP. Keep TPM in me, daddy. Oh, God, please don't say that. Anyway, <laughs> don't ever say that again. Do us both a favor. Anyway. You're kink shaming, but go ahead. <laughs> we don't do that. And we're specifically not doing that here. <laughs> All right, so is everybody on the boat now? In order for Windows 11 to successfully be downloaded on your computer, you need to make sure that that motherboard BIOS activate has that trusted modular platform activated, right? Otherwise, you won't be able to use Windows 11 and you won't it won't work on the computer at all. You need to activate that through your BIOS. Now, Motherboard manufacturers for the last few years, for the last, let's call it three to five years, have instinctively already turned on this trusted modular platform, but not all of them. And anything beyond that, anything beyond like that five-ish year mark, usually don't activate it unless there's a reason to actually do so. So here is what that means for you if you're looking forward to Windows 11. You need to activate this TMP in order to download Windows 11. If you don't have that activated, it's not going to launch. Now, here's where we get into my point. Did either of you guys, be honest with me, did any of you guys at any point of what I just said get a little lost? Even a little. I love security. On the first word. <laughs> All right, so Zach loves security. Zara's been lost since the beginning. Peaches, what about you? Um, my eyes did that thing where they went out of focus as soon as you said BIOS. Uh, that's what you do when you're having a bad time with your computer, usually. <laughs> yeah, Zach, Zach is right. Okay, but here's the thing. That is exactly my point. The fact that nobody knows what the fuck I just talked about, and therefore they have no idea what Microsoft just talked about. So Microsoft is essentially saying that you need to be tech savvy enough to understand how all of that works and then be able to access a BIOS software and turn on the software depending on what motherboard you have. You need to understand how to do all of that in order to download Windows 11. Do you honestly think the average person who wants to download Windows 11 is gonna know what any of that means or how to do any of that. No! <laughs> no! They uh, are I not! I thought this was about to be that a trick a question, damn it. That's no, why they made the YouTubes. Yeah, okay, Zach, you are right, but at the same time, should that really be a thing? Should the average consumer who wants to download the next big operating system that Windows has or Microsoft's been talking about, should they have to understand and know how to do all that and actually do it in order to use Windows 11? In my opinion, I think that's ridiculous. We've already obviously seen that this is going to affect the gamers that want to use Windows 11. And to be fair, most of the gamers are probably going to be like slightly more tech savvy than your average consumer who just uses a laptop for you know, work or daily use or whatever. But my point there stands. So the big question is, what is this TPM and why doesn't Windows just shut it off? Well, Peaches, you actually read a little bit in the subreddit why they're not doing this, right? Yeah, um, a lot of people are saying that this is just because they don't want you putting Windows on multiple machines. And by doing this, it kind of it forces you to 
buy a new copy of Windows for your new machine. Yeah, and by the way, I don't necessarily have a problem with that, right? Like, if you're building a PC and you need the operating system, and like an operating system like Windows, it's like a hundred bucks. I don't personally have a problem with the fact that you have to pay for that. What I have a problem with is they're guarding this update behind a bunch of convoluted bullshit that the average person is not going to understand for money purposes, right? And ultimately, that affects the consumer, and that's where I have a problem. Now, does anybody have any questions about what I just said? Because I know it was a bunch of bullshit. Are we switching to Linux? No! God damn it, Peaches. Uh, No, good God, no, we are not switching to Linux. If you think BIOS is bad, you're going to fucking die on Linux, my guy. When is Windows (laughs) Vista coming back? What did you say? Something about Windows Vista? Yeah, when's Windows Vista coming back? Shut up. Next question. (laughs) Windows Vista sucked. (laughs) All right, I'm techied out. Can I talk about Blizzard now? If nobody has any more questions, we can talk about Blizzard. The reason why we wanted to bring this up now is because I personally think that, look, there's been a lot of outrage about this, right? People understand, hey, even though I understand how to do this, most the average consumer is not. So Microsoft needs to fucking figure their shit out and they need to find a way to make Windows 11 more accessible to the operating system users. And that's essentially all that's going on here. But on the off chance that you cannot download Windows 11 that first day it's available for some weird bullshit reason, you now understand why. Zach, the floor is yours. What are we talking about now? Oh, we're talking about the greatest bullshit show that keeps on giving. Uh, So Article 2 is titled, Employees of Activision Blizzard File Unfair Labor Practice Charge Against the Gaming Company. This is coming, I kid you not, from the CWA, which is the Communications Workers of America, union.org. Oh, boy. Holy shit. Yeah, this isn't good. I'm just going to go through it, um, give that the respect it deserves, and I'll tell you what I think, and we'll move on because I'm fucking sick of this shitty-ass company. It's not the employees. Don't get me wrong. There's a few bad employees. It's the CEOs and the people who are continuing to perpetuate the stereotype um, and let it prosper under their leadership um, for the sake of big names or whatever the whatever their bullshit excuse is um and i think it sucks with what's happening with blizzard right now because there's no way to win right now if you're an employee anyway um and support so i'm reading the article now in support of game developers at activision blizzard a cross-platform gaming company based in santa monica the communications workers of america has formally filed ulp charges against the company for worker intimidation and union busting we uh, did a earlier episode where we talked about how Blizzard hired uh, lawyers that were known for this. Um, What do you fucking know? Now they're actually intimidating people. Who would have thunk? ABK workers staged a groundbreaking walkout over the summer to draw attention to disturbing working conditions in the gaming industry at large, including, but not limited to, all biased, racist, and sexist cultural practices, workplace discrimination, and pay inequality. Yeah, if you remember, uh, they tried getting some good publicity by saying, oh, yeah, we'll pay him for the day off. Oh, but hey, look, now they're using his excuse to bust the union. Despite a risk of retaliation, Activision Blizzard King workers launched a better ABK on July 23rd as a strategic organizing effort to unite developers behind a sharp set of concerns, shared set of concerns. 
Employees use their social media platforms to organize with one another and share their demands to the world, including fans, fellow game developers, and consumers. Instead of responding to these demands, Activision Blizzard management is using coercive tactics to attempt to prevent its employees from exercising their rights to stand together and demand more equitable, sustainable, and diverse workplace. It is their right as workers to organize for a work environment free from abuse, discrimination, and sexual harassment, and this right is protected by federal labor law. Tom Smith, National Organizing Director at CWS, CWA said, We are inspired by the bravery of ABK, ABK workers and will always stand shoulder to shoulder with workers fighting harassment, assault, and discrimination. Management could have responded with humility and willingness to take necessary steps to address the hard condition conditions some ABK workers have faced. Instead, Activision Blizzard's response to righteous worker activity was surveillance, intimidation, and, like previously mentioned, hiring notorious union busters. The National Labor Relations Board, um, under the Biden administration, has made it clear that it will hold companies accountable whenever they break the law. We have filed these charges to ensure the actions of ABK management will not go unanswered. Um, TLD fucking R. Um, Blizzard is a piece of shit. We told you what they would do. They've continued to do it. Um, they have tried hiding their abuse. They are trying scare tactics to continue to hide their abuse. This is not a uh, clickbait. This is literally, it's gone so far that they've compiled so much evidence that um, the government is getting involved. And I really, really hope to go back to my starting message is that these CEOs, these leaders are held for promoting and continuing to promote and defend these disgusting practices that ruin the video game companies. It's not just Blizzard, um, but it's it's a it's a pervasive problem in video games for a myriad of reasons, and it needs to have the bar dropped. To the highest degree to let people know this shit shouldn't fucking happen. It should not keep happening. It should not be every three months we're having the same conversation with a different company. Um, thank you so, for letting me talk. So we uh, no, no, you're totally fine, man. I, it as someone who's been like a lifelong Blizzard fan, I'm sure that it's like this hurts nobody more. Obviously, besides the people who are affected by the business practices, the people who have been playing these games forever and now feel like in a way they've kind of you know allowed this to happen because they've been supporting the company like i'm sure for people like you it hurts pretty badly to hear this information you're kind of right zach in the fact that we've been talking about the especially this incident with blizzard for a while now because it's finally all coming to light and it all feels like it's piling up but we have yet to kind of take the more optimistic approach to all of this happening, which is that, you know... At least we have Insomniac. At least we have Insomniac, first of all, because they're crushing it. <laughs> Knock on fucking wood. Let's hope so. Let's hope it stays that way. But I mean, really, also, what we're hoping for here is the fact that all these other smaller gaming companies can look at what's happening to Blizzard and go, oh, shit. If these guys who we thought could not be taken down are getting this much flack, we need to step our game up as far, you know, as far as like actually caring for our game devs and not just the game devs. This goes beyond the game devs. This is just good business practice in general, you know, that just because like 
gamers will continue to buy these products no matter what, that mindset has to stop. I'm hoping that all the other companies turn their eyes to this, you know? That's why I want podcasts and other things like, you know, YouTubers or whatever to focus on these issues because we help bring it to light. And I'm hoping that out of this really shitty situation, we can actually, you know, get some good out of it. I don't know. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. What do you, Peaches are, what do you think? It's, it's such shitty practices for not just a video game company, any company. Like the way they treat the devs to any employee is not acceptable. It is a breach of human rights. And you're right, JP, we need to bring awareness to this. If there's nothing else we can do, it's let people know what is happening and that us as gamers will not stand by this and we will not support this. Yeah, I mean, so this whole thing, like JP says, it does uh, shine a light on like this. This isn't just Blizzard like this is the industry as a whole. It's just Blizzard is the one that is currently being uh, taken up for it. And this like this goes beyond like just their absolutely shitty treatment of like women in the office and like sexual harassment and assault that's happening like. This is like labor violations that are happening in the workplace as well. And so I hope that something comes of this because that would set a uh, precedent for other companies to have to follow or else they could be sued. And I think uh, it's important that everybody remember that, uh, you know, HR just generally like HR and companies is not there for you. They are there to protect the company. So if you have huge issues with something that's going on at your place of work, don't take it to HR. You need to take it outside the company and take them to town for it. I think it's both. I think you do want to take it to HR so you can give them a chance to respond. Um, but you are right, Jez. Um, generally, um, the worst has happened with HR and you're right. They just look out for, their bosses. That's who signs their checks. You are right. Um, and I think it's important to note, Peaches, that you said that these companies will want to avoid lawsuits. I, I would love to see these CEOs and these big companies, you know, treat their employees better and change their behavior based off of Blizzard's situation, not just to avoid a lawsuit, but because it's the right and human thing to do. All right, so now that we're all nice and bummed oh, out, who wants Can to I, move? Um, so last thing, Chess, uh, JP, you just asked, like, how it's affecting me. And I think I'm just like, most gamers are in a difficult spot. And I think I just want to say, like, I understand why each do their own thing with how they're responding to it. I have completely, like, undownloaded every Blizzard product I own, which is a lot, sadly. Um, it's really hard right now, but I'm not buying, like, games like Diablo 2, the remake, even though I really want to fucking play it. Um, it just, I've, I haven't resubscribed to uh, World of Warcraft, even though they are doing a lot to try and get people to resubscribe. And I think it sucks because I think Blizzard is at a low point right now and they will continue to be a low point and it's nothing to do with the employees. I think that's the hard part. Like I almost want to like do a Patreon to where like my 40 bucks that I was going to spend on Diablo 2, I can give to like the employees 
but I know that the 40 bucks I used to pay for Diablo, 30 bucks of that is going straight to those CEOs. It's going straight to Activision and um, Blizzard. And so like I in my right mind cannot support the, the top dogs anymore. I'm sick of the bullshit that they're letting continue to grow and fester in their companies. Um, and it, it's a lose-lose situation because then when they suffer, the employees suffer first and it sucks. Um, but thankfully, um, video games are growing. It's a huge medium right now. Um, and those are talented developers. They're talented people. And hopefully they can find a good job where people actually treat their employees with respect and dignity and kindness. Um, and so that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And the game industry is not great for that right now. So, right. So we've got to shut that shit down. Well said, Zach. Well said. So let's move on to something that makes me angry, because I guess that's better somehow. I just want to feel things, guys. Okay, so, uh, Czar, how would you like to take this next one? I can sure take this one. Uh, This is going to probably make a lot of people happy and angry at the same time. Uh, But Nintendo just flipped the switch and activated Bluetooth in your Nintendo switch. And this is just coming to us from Twitter.com from Nintendo America, just an update on their status. And they introduced a new update on what was that? Patch uh, 13.0. I think it was literally like last Tuesday night or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like last week, Tuesday night, uh, 13.0, you said? And all it does is allows your switch to connect to Bluetooth audio devices, which is huge. Uh, you forgot stability, Czar. <laughs> Can't forget that. Um, but it's it's really big news because we've never seen Bluetooth in the switch. We didn't know the switch had Bluetooth capabilities. And most avid listeners would already notice that for them to put in a patch for Bluetooth, our switches would have already had that capability. They just had to turn it on, which they finally decided to do randomly, like six years after the Switch's release. Has it been out for five? Almost. Uh, March 3rd, 2017. Do the math. Four and a half? Four and a half. Four and a half. Five and a half? Fuck, I don't know how years work. Just keep going up. Something okay. like that. But yeah, how do you guys feel about this? Knowing that your Switch has had Bluetooth capabilities all along, and now we just see them. And also, are you wondering what other capabilities your Switch has that Nintendo hasn't turned on yet? Well, I fucking am now. <laughs> okay, so what's interesting is there there really is two schools of thought here, right? And it's part of the Nintendo fanboy mindset, which, by the way, I'm a, I am a Nintendo fanboy. I love Nintendo. So you can either be absolutely ecstatic that Big Papa Nintendo gave you the ability to finally Bluetooth pair devices, right? A feature we've literally been asking for since the Switch first came out. Or... You could be absolutely outraged that this has been an option the entire fucking time, and just for some reason, they chose not to do it. I'm personally in the latter of those categories. There has been a big list of things that Nintendo fans, such as us, 
have been asking for on the Switch for so fucking long. That is just like basic practice for most other gaming companies at this point. And one of that has been Bluetooth capability. And to be fair to Nintendo, they're not like locking this behind a paywall or something. But on the other hand, why is it taking them this long to do this? In my opinion, it was probably so that they could try and make their own form of Bluetooth device that they could sell on the platform and sell to gamers. And I don't know, for one reason or another, maybe it just didn't work out. So they're like, ah, you know what, screw it. We'll just use whatever they want. They can just use whatever they want. That's my opinion. Yeah, well... What do you guys think? I mean, because you got to wonder, they would release this patch for some significant event. Like, why specifically now, on a random Tuesday night, did they release this patch without, like, telling anybody, hyping it up? And on the other hand, I do want to kind of make a comment to what you said, JP. I am very happy about this to an extent just because they could have let this slide by the wayside and we never would have known that our Gen 1 Switches had Bluetooth capabilities and they release the new Switch OLED, like a second edition Switch OLED with those same Bluetooth capabilities. Instead, we get it for free, which I think is good, but I see your point in being skeptical of Nintendo. Peaches, what do you think? I, for one, am outraged. Are you actually, or are you just doing the Peaches thing? Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, continue. Um, Nintendo, how could you? I turn on my Switch once every few months, and you're telling me <laughs> this whole time I could have deliberately not turned on Bluetooth. You took away my choice. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I just didn't have Bluetooth. I didn't know I could also just not use it. (laughs) (laughs) My whole goal in life is to not use functionality that is offered to me (laughs) to be difficult. And you took away that choice. Um, I am also a big Nintendo fan, so take this with a grain of salt. But, um, Zark, the controllers use Bluetooth. That's a big part of their whole Switch stick. Um, And so part of this update is that you can only use two wireless controllers if you have a Bluetooth headset attached. Um, And the system still can't support Bluetooth microphones. I was going to say that was a big part of this update, too, that we hadn't mentioned yet is there's no voice capabilities. So I bought like the I think it was like the off-brand form of the Genki dongle, so my Bluetooth headphones would work with it. And so I'm glad now that I don't need that dongle because it's small and it's awkward to put in my case. (laughs) Fair enough. I am glad that they added this, but I do think there was more than just flipping a switch. I think it was like a pros and cons list. And finally they said, fuck it, like the pros outweighs the cons here. Because when the Switch first came out, they were trying to sell it as this hybrid system that you can take literally anywhere, play with your friends anywhere. And if you can only use two controllers with your Bluetooth headphones in, maybe it wouldn't be successful. Or maybe they literally just didn't know how to turn on Bluetooth. It is Nintendo. They still haven't figured out internet yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and so, yeah, I 
absolutely love they added that. I mean, there's still no Bluetooth capabilities on your PS5 without some sort of dongle or your Xbox series without a dongle. So yeah, but if you go back a few years, the PS Vita can use Bluetooth. So, I mean, I don't understand the Bluetooth discrepancy in systems right now. Um, it doesn't really make sense to me. Um, right. I don't know. I just don't know. So I'm just glad that they added it and it works. I'm glad they added it. And so you said in a random date, I think it's two weeks before they launched. Is it two weeks before they launched the Switch Pro? I guess three weeks before they launched Switch Pro or Switch OLED. Sorry, not Pro. Um, and so maybe they're trying to hash out any bugs that may have come out before the Switch Pro comes out. And um, right. I think this was a pro consumer move. So I'm all for it. Because the one big reason I was buying that Switch OLED was the natural compatibility with Bluetooth. Um, and now my old Switch has it. They also added in a way to update the dock. So that'll, I'm curious to see what they'll do with that. I don't know if that means they can unlock the full power of the Switch. Like, it can go Super Saiyan with the dock now or what? <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Like, what does that even mean? That is mean? totally off topic and no one really knows anything on that just yet. Um, I think this is all good news, JP. And um, I see why you're upset because it's like, you could have done this the whole time. But I also think it it did take some, what do you call it? Jerry-rigging probably? Jerry-rigging probably is the word I want to go with. And so, I just, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Look, I would love to believe that every motion that, you know, these companies make, whether that's Nintendo or Sony or Microsoft, every decision is within the interests of making sure gamers have the best time possible. But I'm no dum-dum. Mama did not raise Boo-Boo the Fool. I know <laughs> damn well that if there is a way for them to make money somehow off of doing something, then they're damn well going to do it, especially Nintendo. So... Look, Zach, you could be totally right. This could just be like a, hey, you know, this is something that we've been able to do for a while now. We wanted to play around with it, and finally we're going to patch it out and put it out there. And I hate that my mind is going to the more pessimistic, no, there's got to be a reason why they're doing this now, or why... I don't know. I don't know. That's just me. There's difference of opinions, because really, I mean, the truth is, we don't know exactly why this is happening. Who knows? Maybe they did it as part of a function for something big that's about to happen to the Switch, or maybe something that the OLED is going to be able to do that they haven't talked about yet. Who knows? Who knows? I think Zach's right. I think they're testing the waters for the Switch Pro, the alleged Switch Pro. Um, before we end in this article talking about the Switch, can I can I say something related well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, and JP, I used to think like that, but I just think at this point, these guys are fucking stupid. I don't know, man. You think it's a stupidity thing? I just think people give people too much credit in these companies. Like, yeah, they make oodles of money, but as I get older, I realize a lot of people don't have their shit together. And I'm just thinking a lot of the time, these companies don't have their shit together. Um, that's a and good so point. I don't know if that's pessimism or realism or what's going on there, but I'm just sitting here like, maybe they just stupid. All right? It happens. I know <laughs> I have very stupid days, um, but the people who go into these very elaborate like conspiracies, I'm like, yeah, maybe. Don't get me wrong. Microsoft has so much money. I don't know how they get away with being stupid. <laughs> like, if you would have told me Microsoft is going to fuck up for two generations straight, I would have been like, but they have trillions and you'd be like, uh-huh. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> you're just, okay. <laughs> you're just like, how? 
how is this happening? And then there's these indie creators with like very little money that they're like, we have to have our shit together. So they can't fuck up. So they're motivated. I don't know. That's a whole other topic. Anyway, thanks for listening to my like random I, rant. Uh, Zara, what's the kind of on topic thing? I didn't I didn't even think about <laughs> blaming it on stupidity. <laughs> I mean, can't we can't we really relate all of these faults back to that in one way? It all yeah. boils down to stupidity in a way. Yes. Anyway, my related comment recently, it was my wife's birthday. So as a birthday present, I got her a switch. And so finally, my wife has entered the gaming world with uh, Breath of the Wild and Animal Crossing. I got her an Animal Crossing <laughs> specific switch that did not come with the game, which I'm mad about. Yeah, I always found that funny how it didn't come with the game. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying like charge normal switch price and include the game. I'm saying, like, bump it up, like, 50 bucks and include Animal Crossing. Like, that's something I never understood. Yeah. Like, it came with virtually everything but the actual game. Anyway. I found out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's weird. But, but anyway. Yeah. So I just wanted to give a little shout out to my wife who joined us as gamers. So, welcome. Yay. All right. That is it for the main article. So now it is time to get into quick takes. Uh, Zar, would you like to take him today? Well, hold on. Peaches hasn't done much talking today. Maybe Peaches would like to take the, the quick takes. Um, well, at least this very Does first agree? quick take, I think Zach, uh, you know, he hasn't gotten to talk enough uh, about enough bad stuff today, so. <laughs> you get that sigh? We got that sigh. Okay, so uh, Bayonetta, Bayonetta's voice actor is apparently not on for Bayonetta 3. Um, I don't know, dude. I'm totally convinced Nintendo is just literally going full Nintendo here and they have Bayonetta 3 very close to done and they're just not talking about it. Um, I wish I was there for the Sony thing so I could have talked about how Nintendo and Sony are totally different and that Nintendo is so annoying that they won't tell you what they're working on until it releases the next day. Whereas Sony will tell you a project <laughs> that you that they know you want to hear about even though it's not releasing for four more years. Um, and both are right and both are wrong. And so yeah. Um, so anyway, tweet, um, Helena Taylor, who's known for voicing Bayonetta, says the greatest gift of doing Bayonetta are my lovely fans. And then somebody retweeted, I can't imagine Bayonetta without you. And then she responded, well, you might have to. <laughs> and, and then so she says, I'm not at liberty to say. Um, I, I don't know. They also talked about in an earlier article where pretty much Platinum Games are like, we want to talk about Bayonetta 3, but we can't. We want to release Bayonetta 3, I, but we can't. Um, so I think Nintendo is just being straight up annoying about it. And they're like, don't talk about it. I'll get you, bitch. Don't talk. About it. I got the ninjas. You signed an NDA. Yeah, I think in like two months when Nintendo has their September Direct in October or whenever the fuck they end up doing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll, we'll finally can shove out Bayonetta 3 and hopefully Metroid Prime 4 and Breath of the Wild 2. I, I'm just sitting here like... I thought Nintendo was going to have the biggest year ever this year. And I, I should have had my expectations in check because COVID is still very real, still very rampant, especially in Japan. Um, because of the Olympics and whatever. And here. Everywhere, but especially Japan. Um, and so... Helena Taylor did what I'm referring to as pulling a Holland, where she revealed a lot more information than she intended to, and then she had to backtrack. Yes. <laughs> oh, Tom Holland. Okay, point is, Bayonetta voice actor won't be there. Maybe. Right? 
I don't know. It sounds like she said too much when she shouldn't have. Anyway, let's talk about the next thing. I'll shut up. Chez, your turn. Dying light. All right. And Zar, right off to you. All right. Yeah, I was going to say what this What is one... it with you fuckers playing hot potato with these quick takes? <laughs> I'm giving well, them to who they most... this one is more geared to me. I love Dying yeah, Light. They... <laughs> Just giving it to who they most belong to. Fair enough. All right. But this this is a sad one. Uh, this is coming from a tweet from at Dying Light Game regarding an update on release dates. Directly from it, it says... Today, we have important news to share with you about the development progress of Dying Light 2, Stay Human. The team is steadily progressing with the production of the game, and it is nearing the finish line. The game is complete, and we are currently playtesting it. It is by far the biggest and most ambitious project we've ever done. Unfortunately, we've realized for us to bring the game to the level we envision, we need more time to polish and optimize it. That is why we have decided to move the release date to February 4th of 2022. Which... Uh, 2022 gonna be the best year of gaming ever, calling it now. I mean, it's kind of like 2018. Like, I always talk about 2018 as just being a phenomenal fucking year for gaming. 2022 is gonna be a big one, too. Yeah, probably. You know, if if it's all about polishing and, you know, building that perfect quality, we are going to have a kick-ass 2022. No one else is thinking Cyberpunk right now? Oh, I was thinking of Cyberpunk. Big time. Okay. I wasn't thinking of Cyberpunk. Why should I think about Cyberpunk? Because... Every company, ever since they saw what happened to CD Projekt Red, has been absolutely terrified of releasing a game that's not up to the standards of what the gamers want it to be. Absolutely terrified. And in a way, that's a good thing, because it means that the developers are trying to make the best product they possibly can and really give the gamers what they want because they know what's going to happen if they don't. The bad part about that is obviously that could lead to more stress to the game developers who are already probably pretty stressed as it is. Oh, yeah. But, you know, on the surface, there's not much we can infer from other than they're taking their time to make this really good. And I'd I'd like to end it with a really happy note that they add in their little tweet. Next month, both press and content creators will get their hands on PC and console versions during the upcoming series of preview events around the world. So we are going to be able to see a lot more in depth with this game very soon. And, you know, we have to wait a couple months, but I think it'll be worth it. I do, too. Like, I'm extremely excited for this game. I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm really excited about this delay because I'm super broke and I knew I was not going to be able to resist picking this up, even if A, my backlog wasn't complete and B, I had the money. So I'm happy. But uh, well, hey, maybe the next quick take won't be so sad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I would say Peaches can take this one, but I know he'll give it away to somebody else. So I'll take it. Oh, well, JP, I think you're the biggest Battlefield fan. (laughs) That's not even true, but here we are. Anyway, actually, to be fair... Does anyone here like Battlefield? Out of the four of us, I was the most likely to pick up this game. It's better than COD. Isn't that the truth? All right, Battlefield 2042 
has also tweeted out that their game will be delayed as well. We've made the decision to shift the launch of Battlefield 2042. The game will now be released on November 19th, 2021. They essentially say the same generic thing. I mean, these delay posts on tw through Twitter are essentially, you can categorize them the same way you can categorize YouTuber apologies. In my opinion, all the elements is here are here, right? We want to do what's best for the gamers, you know? Thank you so much for waiting. We want this to be the best product it can be. The game's getting delayed, right? So, again, just like with uh, Dying Light 2, there, we don't really have that big of a problem with getting the game delayed because we know it's going to make it the best product it can be, and obviously it's going to be better for the game devs, but yeah, there it is. Battlefield is also getting delayed. At least it's staying within 2021, but there you go. There's the news. Next hot take. All right, and uh, you know what? Uh, Zar is the biggest Ubisoft fan that I know of, so Zar, go ahead and take away this one. I am. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> Peaches. All right, all right. Um, I I've decided to anytime a new studio gets made from former devs of a bigger studio, I'm just gonna throw it in the quick takes because there's just there's not a lot to say. It's just something interesting to keep your eye on. Um, so some ex Ubisoft devs have decided to uh, you know. They're creating a studio and they want to make AAA RPGs without the open world model. Okay. And I wanted to throw this in here because I think it's an interesting idea and I, I find it very hard to imagine RPGs without the open world model. You know, like, I feel like open world and RPGs is just like, it's such a hand in hand thing that I, this is definitely something to keep your eye on and... I'm curious to see how they try to execute this. I brought this up in a previous article where we talked about something similar. Open world is like the big thing right now. Like every game wants to be open world after obviously Breath of the Wild wasn't the first game to do open world, not by a long shot. But after everybody like talk about how much they loved that aspect of like a Formula 8 game becoming open world, every other game dev was like, oh shit, we need to get on that train too. That's why like every game developed within the last few years has been like open world that being said it's not for everybody like a game can still thrive without being open world so whatever i'm into it again you're gonna you're right and it's gonna be interesting to see like how you play out rpg mechanics without being open world but i don't think it's gonna be that hard to do as long as the concept is there and it's got good story and a good good set of characters they should be okay well and also ubisoft's their whole thing like I, I struggle to think of a Ubisoft game that isn't just like, you know, some AAA open world RPG shit, you know, like from their ghost re their most recent ghost recons to Far Cry to Assassin's Creed, you know. Didn't they also do Rainbow Six? Um, yeah, they do. So I guess that's those aren't necessarily RPGs, but they're also not open world. But I mean, Ubisoft has their hands dipped in a lot of different pots. I think uh, Rainbow Six used to be like it long ago. It was the uh, linear story that also had multiplayer. Now it's just multiplayer. It's either PvP or open world for them. Interesting. Anyways, keep an eye on that. Um, you know, Zach is the biggest Divinity fan I can think of in this group of huh? four here. Okay. So I'll take this next one. 
So there's a new game uh, made by an indie studio called Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. Um, it is a sequel to an old uh, Pathfinder game. And the reason I compare it to Divinity is because this game plays a lot like Divinity Original Sin, which, as you guys know, I have talked about it plenty, um, is one of my favorite games. And this new... Uh, it. it I don't want to say new spin. It's it's in the same genre as Divinity, Divinity, and it plays a lot like Divinity. And in one week, this game has sold two hundred and fifty thousand copies. So that's not bad. Wow. Congratulations to these guys, and um, definitely look into Pathfinder: Wrath of the Righteous if you are into the uh, kind of turn-based combat, uh, really deep RPGs. It's fun. Uh, I couldn't get Zach into it, even though I tried. I, I played it. It was fun. I just kind of have a big backlog. That's fair. That's fair, too. I love seeing stories of, like, these smaller developers getting the attention that they deserve. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it just means that we can get more good stuff coming from these developers later. And so I'm always happy to see stuff like this succeed and it succeed very well. Yeah, right on. And all right. Uh, I, oh, I was sorry, gonna, I was gonna give Zach a slap on the ass and hand this next one off to him because I figure he probably knows more about it than I do. I just know about the rumors circulating. Uh, yeah. Why didn't I read this before? Uh, switch price cut imminent. <laughs> well, Zar, good news here is that this is probably wrong. Um, they said that it dropped in Europe due to currency exchange rates, and so this probably will not be happening to um, Nintendo. But you know. This is the same Nintendo that, you know, said that there was not going to be a new 3DS revision. And then uh, like one day later, they released the 3DS revision. Um, so take it with a grain of salt. The Switch may be dropping in price. I don't see why they would it still sound like hotcakes. Um, but I also think they want to phase out the old Switch model. I really think if Nintendo wanted to kick ass in the market, bring the Switch Lite down to like 130 bucks, bring the old Switch to 200 and then keep the Switch Pro or Switch OLED at 300 and I think they could literally compete with that PlayStation 2 sales sales if they keep it going because they said they want to keep it going for 7 to 10 years we're almost to year 5 and it's almost sold 90 million um, so they do need to do a price drop eventually I mean like what Sony PS2's they, they released a new PS2 model I think after the PS3 came out so I mean um yeah, I don't know. So I, I wouldn't expect a price drop, but it's Nintendo, so they'll probably release a price drop anyway after I say that. Right on. Does that answer your question with another question? Uh, well, I was going to pass this off to JP as well, like to see like if he's got a take on this, because you, JP and Zach are the two big biggest Nintendo guys here. Um, Zach makes a lot of good points in that, like, with the newest OLED Switch, a price cut does make sense. Um, it's not the first time we've seen them do it either. Uh, Nintendo's done it with a couple of the different 3DS and 2D models or 2DS models that we've seen in the past. Um, that being said, I mean, the hardware that's in the, even just the normal Nintendo Switch is a lot more complicated, especially compared to the 2DS models. But I don't know. I could see a price cut happening, but with the tiered system that they have right now where, you know, the the Switch Lite is like 200 the standard model of the Switch is at, like, I don't know. What can you buy a standard Switch at right now? Like, 250 300. bucks? It's, yeah, 300 And then, okay, and then the OLED model is 350 
So I don't know. It's 302, I think, isn't it? I'm pretty sure the OLED switch is at 350. How much is OLED switch? JP stealing my job as the fact checker. The fact checker. Okay, well, it's hard to... F okay, yeah, $350 for the OLED switch. Okay, yeah, so, uh, so I just anyway. fact-checked it. It's $350 for the OLED switch. <laughs> hey, uh, I just fact-checked it. It's uh, $350. Thanks, Zach. Good job. You're right, JP. <laughs> I'm wrong. Carry on. One last quick take to get to. Uh, I just thought this was funny. Uh, Splitgate, the game that we have talked about a few times, just because it's gaining a lot of popularity, because it's Halo plus Portal. Um... They uh, just randomly decided to add Forge mode and to do it before Halo Infinite was going to add Forge mode. So, ha! Honestly, it's it's hilarious. Um, I mean, good job on the devs to be able to do this so quickly and also for a great joke. Uh, game releases, who wants them? You do. All right, sounds like I do. Yeah, peaches. So. I do? <laughs> <laughs> so, on September 21st, we got... Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, coming out for PS5, PS4, and PC. Wow, PC as well. Sick. Um, yeah. Sheltered 2, uh, coming out for PC. Uh, World War Z Aftermath, coming out for PS5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, and PC. Um, September 22nd, we got Pokemon Unite, and my cat is moving around a lot, so hold on. Um, <laughs> on September 22nd, we got Pokemon Unite, coming out for iOS and Android. So, Zach, Woo! you can look forward to getting the mobile players playing with you as well. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it works great for Fortnite. <laughs> Yay, my self-esteem. Let's see. Uh, September 23rd, we got Diablo 2 Resurrected coming out for PC. Ember coming out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries coming out for PS5 and PS4. Sable coming out for Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC. Lastly, we on September 24th, we have Death Stranding Director's Cut coming out for PlayStation 5, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot coming out for Switch, and Lost Judgment coming out for PS5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. All right. And we do we should do a quick hype up game. I don't know a ton about it, but everything I've seen from trailers about Kenna Bridge of Spirits looks awesome. Kenna Bridge of Spirits mixes elements of all different kinds of games that I like. It gives Ori vibes in the art style and how beautiful it is, but looks more like a 3D platformer type adventure with really cool gameplay. And actually, it's not even that expensive on the PS5 and below. I want to say it was like 40 to 50 bucks, which I don't know, I think says a lot about it. So yeah, absolutely. That should be the hype up game of the week. Peaches, we've been talking about it for a while, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked about this game finally coming out i feel like uh didn't it get delayed a couple times i'm not sure if it did actually um either way though it's coming out just in a couple days hell it'll be out for a day as of the time this drops so i'm really excited let's fucking go all right on saturday we finally get to what czar has been waiting for for quite some time we're gonna be doing a let's talk over psychonauts 2 which apparently not a let's is talk game of the year material just a review I was informed that I could not do a Let's Talk. I mean, Let's Talk's kind of our reviews. Man's got a point. Tit for tat. Anyway, 
As we decide the logistics and semantics of a Let's Talk versus a review, we will see you on Saturday for that. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Did I tell you guys I beat Dark Souls? I mean, bye. <laughs> Later. God damn it. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.